Radiant Kingdom, we're back. Episode 148, The New Patriots, which is the Chiefs. But this is our first podcast post-Super Bowl. Uh, I had some work stuff, so we had a delay. But we are back in the lab, and uh, it's off-season time, baby. I'm excited. Coach, how are you tonight? I'm doing good, man. You know, despite being a couple weeks ago, it still feels good to be back-to-back Super Uh, Bowl champs. And uh, to do it in the wonderful confines of Las Vegas is is even better. Obviously, we uh, there were some some tragic events that happened um, last week, and you know, obviously, our our, our thoughts go out to all all the victims and everyone that was involved with that. We were going to have our friend of the show, Aaron Ladd, come on, do a little post game uh, analysis and whatnot. But again, we didn't feel it was necessarily appropriate to do that. Obviously, Aaron was there; Um, he had a lot on his mind and and to kind of get through himself. Uh, we always appreciate when he comes on and he'll be on later. You know, we got a lot of offseason stuff to talk about and I know he will uh, jump on then, but yeah, we don't need to, we, I'm not going to rub it in, dude. You already bought me a shirt, which I appreciate. It looks great. Super Bowl champion shirt. Uh, you know, we now have more Super Bowls than the Raiders do. We have four. Um, you know, we also will mention that the last time the oh, Raiders won the Super Bowl, neither of us were born, but a lot of our followers were. So you guys have that, but, uh, yeah, great to be Super Bowl champs, right. and uh, we now we're you know the quest for the three peat begins. Yeah, so I, I thought that this loss would kind of uh, start to bring the Patrick Mahomes trajectory back down to earth a little bit, and instead it's mm-hmm. elevated it because, as I've said on the podcast many times, I thought this was the season he was the most exposed because it was his weakest group of wide receivers ever. Once again, he gets it done. Um, you know, I have kind of a new dislike for the guys as rivalry continues, but I, as much as I dislike Brady, I can still respect players for greatness. Like I think Aaron right. Rodgers kind of lost his mind, 100%. but he's still, an, he's still an amazing quarterback. So I'll still respect Mahomes in that regard. You know, uh, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to go out of my way to have a non-alcoholic beer with him, but uh, yeah. I'll definitely, <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely attribute that he's one of the most phenomenal quarterbacks we've seen in, in, in our lifetime. One thousand percent. I think that's that's the that's the main thing about being being a sports fan, right? It's like we use the basketball analogy. <clears throat> we grew up essentially in the Jordan Kobe era, right? Um, that's Jordan was has been and will always be. I know it's not football, it's no, it's not the Chiefs. Jordan will always be my favorite athlete and my my hero growing up, right? And He's the goat. there's there's the goat, right? And there's always comparisons with LeBron. I am not a I'm not a LeBron fan, um, but LeBron is a great basketball player. Obviously, has has all these records and whatnot. We're getting off task, but it goes back to the same thing. Like you can respect, um, you can respect players. You don't necessarily have to like them. Oh, I you know, I don't have like a quarterback to 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 have that same thing with the Raiders because they haven't had anyone good that I can just dislike we'll be we'll be getting to that oh god we'll be getting to that yeah like i said we're yeah we're we're gonna get to that in a minute yeah so uh i mean congratulations on the win i'm sorry that we didn't get to do a show on it um it is you got to bask in your glory again i did Um, and when i got to open my fanatics my nfl fanatics uh yes for those that that haven't been paying attention i you know i went into my went in the house opened it up said super bowl champs and i knew it was from you right Made you it did. that much better, dude. Made it that much better. Yeah. It's beautiful. So for all those that haven't paid attention before the Super Bowl, I said if they win, coach gets some kind of Super Bowl Chiefs memorabilia. He picked a shirt from an NFL shop, so I unfortunately had to 
spend money on Chiefs clothing and send it to you Eric spent a decent amount of i know i i think i got as close with our with getting you the, the the jones jersey this year but to kind of make up for all the ones that you've already spent on me yeah but it's you know it's tradition it's part of the show so uh hopefully exactly. next year you know I'll, I'll win our uh predictions battle again and get another jersey and that would be sweet but mm-hmm. um so the, the chiefs won it's funny so you mentioned the the jordan um the Jordan LeBron. Michael, the yeah, LeBron comments. Um, the offseason chatter is in full swing. Are, are well, um, the Chiefs are on everyone's mind. You know, once again, I think every team has to look to how they can beat the Chiefs. And, um, and recently, Antonio Pierce went on Max Crosby's podcast, The Rush. And, uh, I don't have the clip right now, but he went on saying he's going to institute Jordan rules, which is basically get him a home space as much as possible. Uh, make them uncomfortable and I mean that's the strategy in every NFL game let's let's be real um you know we'll say maybe for the one um the Tampa Bay game they didn't necessarily want to sack Mahomes but they wanted to disrupt him enough so he couldn't uh be comfortable in the pocket he had to you know how many horizontal yards he ended up running so when he said this you know he said we're going to go after Mahomes one this has been Mad Max's bread and butter since he got in the league as he wants to, he does his every quarterback. Wasn't there something about him taking his head off? There was a comment about that. Yeah. Um, That's probably what got people upset. Right. And then they resorted to this, the saints bounty gate thing with Sean Payton. This there's no bounty. There's no reward. This is just a strategy that, and I said, Oh, maybe we should keep this to themselves. I think only he should keep it to himself to not give the chiefs more bulletin board material because your offensive line is not going to go out there and let him get manhandled by Max Crosby. And we don't have anyone else that complimentary. I mean, Malcolm Coombs is decent enough, but anyone that complimentary that's going to really make, make his, his life that, that difficult. Um, so I just wanted to clear that up. The people need to kind of pump the brakes on that. Antonio Pierce should not be investigated by the NFL. Obviously I'm biased. I don't think he should, but I mean, I don't, I, did you see it as some kind of inflammatory threatening? You know, I'm not a, I'm not a weak-minded person, so I, I don't. I know you're G- not. Give, give, give Kermit more. That wasn't a good Kermit impression. That was like a. Ah. Uh, give him more. Give him more bulletin, more material. This is football, man. This isn't like, hey, you know, it's like back in the day. Teams hated each other. They didn't necessarily want to join up and be gagging and playing together, right? No. So it's like the Chiefs and the Raiders hating each other and the Raiders getting better being more competitive with the chiefs only makes our podcast better and only makes the AFC, the NFL better in general. Football, Cause it's one of the best rivalries better when are, both these teams are good. Yeah. Good. And, and, and they hate each other and that's, and that's the way it should be. We can respect, we can hate each other, but we can also respect each other. And that's, and that's the main, that's the main thing. Cause there's no doubt that the, that Max Crosby dis hates Patrick Mahomes. He hates the chiefs, but he, you have to respect them for what they've done. There's, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a difference there. So it's, you gotta be realistic. Uh, my boy, Phil Robinson, Verita Rimble says, how dare he try to beat the legendary goat in the making? Yeah, I, I agree. Oh, <laughs> but, oh you know, Phil, Phil doubles down. Tell him, coach. Oh, there Phil, we go. I appreciate, appreciate it, Phil. Yeah, no, I mean, Patrick Mahomes shows it on the field. Uh, obviously, you guys have Christmas like we've talked about for the last however many podcasts we've had since Christmas. But uh, we're getting the rings. And like I said, we're, we're going for three. We're going for the three, Pete. You're going for the and, and what? Just, just, no. just like just like Jordan with the Bulls. We did it twice. We're, we're, we're going for our first three, Pete. 
Right. And Andy Reid is sticking around. Kelsey's coming back. Kelsey's coming around. Uh, you know, uh, Spags uh, signed a contract extension. Tob, like our you know assistant head coach, special teams guy. He so we're the band. The band's sticking together, coaching on the coaching on the coaching side, which is important. And we and we brought this up uh, actually the show before the Super Bowl. We were surprised that Spagnuolo hasn't gotten any head coaching offers, and he sat down with um, Pete Schrager and he said like, "Yeah, I want to be a head coach," and I. I'm I'm summarizing. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, so I, said I, I I saw he, that he did not get any. He got zero offers, zero requests, and uh, it's something he would have been interested in. So that is yeah. I, I it wouldn't shock me if that he potentially is Loki could be the future head coach of the Chiefs, depending on how much longer Andy Reid goes. Uh, you know, I got like for instance, I think if the Chiefs win it this year. It, Spags was, yeah, I, yeah, I know that he was, he, Spags was a bad coach, Phil, uh, in, yes, in, in, in St. Louis. He was, he was, he was very bad. Uh, also, he had terrible teams in St. Louis. You know, you can live and you learn. Uh, but I'm him. Dude, just stay at D coordinator, man. You're, you're the essentially the greatest D coordinator of all time. I think you have what, uh, you have four Super Bowls now. I think four or five. I don't know if he's, I don't know if he got two of the Giants. He might know he, he was gone. So I think he got, he got one with the Giants. And then obviously the uh, three with the Chiefs now, so he's got four. But you know that's nor here nor there. That's not anything we need to worry about right now. And he's going to get a contract extension and be fine. But uh, you know if he wants to take that opportunity and he wants to go, that's fine. But we got him for at least another year. Fair enough. I, I'm not. I'm not a huge uh, a huge fan of him sticking around there. But uh, it, it is what it is. Uh, McDaniel's didn't let him learn. Phil, you are just like on fire today. You're, you're, uh, you're so glad Lego, you're tuning Phil. in. Your NBA jam's heating up right now. Yeah. Um. So if anyone that's listening to podcast version, Phil said McDaniel's didn't let him learn, and you're right. But also, Mark Davis didn't let him learn by bringing him over to Las Vegas yeah. and having us waste a year and a half with uh, that Patriots line. So sorry for the the harsh words there, but I'm really annoyed. It was just time time wasted. Um, but so since we've been on, um, let's get into some of the offseason stuff going on as far as the Raiders go. So Jimmy G, the, the NFL gave us a huge gift and said, uh, you know, his medication wasn't in compliance with the, the PED policy or what have you. So we're going to get to waive him in March, save us about 20 mil in cap space. Love it. He's dead weight. Get rid of him. Um, I'd still like a veteran around to to coach up the up-and-coming young quarterback that the Raiders will inevitably be drafting in Detroit in April, which Coach and I will be live for to see that happen in person. Um, and I'll cry like a baby if uh, it doesn't happen. But, you know, it is what With it is. the 13th pick, the Raiders select Bo Nix, University of Oregon. <laughs> oh, God, don't even, don't even say that. Uh, so today I did draw, dive in on some uh, – some Jaden Daniels film, and um, you know, there I did actually have some concerns after watching some some more. I watched uh, the the Mississippi game, FSU, which FSU did not go well, and um, and then the Alabama game, which is pretty dope. But uh, I mean, we'll do like whole breakdowns in these guys later. But I can't say that it wasn't um, it wasn't just like pure bliss to watch. You know, when it, when you watch the highlight reels, of course it's all good. But when you watch every single throw, you 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 start to make some notes and I had a few Phil is like going off in the comments right now. Let me see. Uh, I even hate you coach. And Oh coach. You know, and then Phil says, how dare you after he said he even hates coach. And I'm assuming it's because coach said we're drafting Bo Nix. I would be mad at you too. Yeah. Don't put yeah, that out yeah. there. I don't, I don't need that. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I don't think you're drafted Bo Nix. There's a lot of mock drafts out there. 
most if of them. You say that JJ seen, McCarthy, dude. I'm shutting this down. No, no, no. I'm not going to say JJ McCarthy. You know they. Uh, what the you had to taken the cornerback from Alabama, um, not Kool Aid, the other one, uh, I'm blanking out his name right now. Um, and there was a couple other the the dude from Texas I saw potentially. If they uh, was taking uh, Field Yates, Murphy, Miles Murphy, the third, yep. Byron, uh, Murphy. Byron, my, Byron Murphy. Murphy. Yeah, Miles was the one I Second. got confused with the last time, yeah. but yeah, so it, it we got a lot of time to talk about draft stuff, so we're not gonna totally dive into that. I was kidding about Bo Nix. I, I know that that yeah, being being live at the draft, we would probably have to leave because the scene that this dude would make. So exactly. Uh, I, yeah, I'll be I'll be a, a mess. Um, it goes uh, J five, who I assume is Jaden Daniels, Penix, Travis in the third. Do you want? Okay, that's quite, that's quite a that's quite a few names there. Well, I think he I think it'd be JD five or Penix. I'm not speaking for for our boy here, but that's what I think would be his his choices. So it didn't make that's sense to, to get two quarterbacks, but yeah, go ahead. Well, it scared me. I don't know what Phil's doing tonight, so, so you never know. Um, so let's let's go into some of the other stuff. So right right now, um, I think we're kind of waiting for the chips to fall based on what the Bears do. And right now, right. this is the that's the hot topic. It. it seems like Bears fans are more divided than most fan bases right now, where half are saying that Justin Fields is the guy, build around him. Half are saying it's his fault. Uh, it's not Luke Getze, which. You know, that makes me feel a little bit better um, <laughs> since he's in our camp now. And uh, and then the other half saying, you know, Caleb's it is if he's just going to be even a fraction better than Fields, you got to pull the trigger. What's your take, coach? Say say you're the you're Ryan Poles of the Bears. What are you doing? Ryan Poles, former chief Ryan Poles. Uh, you know, it's it's tough because you the, the Bears have the most cap space in the NFL, right? You can keep Justin Fields, uh, trade that first pick probably not move all that far down in the first round and gain even more picks for the future to move around and, and do as you please. Um, still get that receiver that you need, even in the top 10. Uh, but you're going to have to, you're going to have to pay fields after this year. And that's, and that's the question, you know, Caleb Williams for the last couple years, you know, since he, you know, had his breakout year at Oklahoma Saying when this dude gets drafted, he's the next Patrick Mahomes. He's this. He's that. I think he has physical attributes and tools, uh, but I don't know if his mental game is all the way up there uh, that you need to have to be in the NFL. You know, like like it's with with these quarterbacks, um, uh, with these quarterbacks, you just never know if they're going to work, right? You know, Mitch Trubisky was the second pick. He what is he's not going to he's going to get cut by Pittsburgh. So it's like. Trevor Lawrence was already was supposed to be the, Pittsburgh, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he was. And then, you know, Trevor Lawrence was supposed to be the next Peyton Manning. He still got time to, to be a very good quarterback, but you know, in his first couple of years here, he really hasn't been all that amazing, right? So you're taking a lot of risk. Uh, but I also think that if you don't draft Caleb Williams and he becomes this superstar, then the Bears will be in a bad spot. But also you're getting him for four years on a very affordable deal. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a very you, you've made both arguments. So what what would you do? What would, what you would do I do personally? I, I, Can you not pull the trigger on a decision? For the made, I, up, made up GM position. I, you know what, dude? I, I would stick with Fields. I, I would stick you with would. Fields. I would I would trade down to two or three uh, draft, as Phil would say, draft uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. You you pair him with uh, what's his face uh, Moore, right? Yeah, DJ Moore. Yep, DJ Moore. Oh. Yep, and you got Cole Komet. You got a really good offense. You can then get yourself an offensive lineman. 
just improve the team with all the cap space you have and roll with him because he's just, he's at what he's had three different offensive coordinators since he started. So he's just, he two hasn't had two, two or three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he hasn't had the stability. Uh, and uh, yeah, I am going to roll with Justin Fields. I, you know what? I know you're not a Justin Fields guy, but I'm not a Caleb Williams guy. Uh, I think Drake may end up being the best out of those top three quarterbacks, but you, wait, 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 wait. You think Drake may is going to be better than Caleb Williams and Jaden Daniels? Yeah. Mark that down right now. Where we're at. Right? I am marking uh, it down right now. 1700, uh, 17 minutes here okay. on uh, 222, right? We're on 222. Yeah. Why do you think Drake may is going to be better than, than both yeah. those? Drake may is going to be better than both of back episode. You yep. do. Okay. Coach is marking that down now. All right. So that's that's wild. What are you um, going to do? So I know you're not I, a Justin Fields guy. You know I'm not a Justin Fields guy, but I'm also definitely not a Caleb Williams guy. If anyone saw, I did share the photo of him uh, in a dress from his GQ photo shoot when someone asked why he can't leave the locker room. I'm not saying a guy can't wear that kind of stuff, but um, I think that just the the locker room is going to be one of the um, one of the hardest things for him to master. I think that you've seen – Quarterbacks with just uh, a different type personality can affect the rest of the team. And if he's not a likable guy with everyone else, he doesn't fit in. It's going to generate with the, the rest of the team and, and they're not going to gel and that's going to ruin everything. I just saw that uh, oh, yeah. ba- Bailey Zappi said. Let, yeah? let me tell you this thing about quarterbacks. All right. Okay. Let's hear it. Who, who would you say the top five quarterbacks in the NFL right now are? Just tell me. Let's see. I'm going to go Pat Mahomes. Texas Tech. Joe Burrow. LSU. LSU, right? Uh, I'll go. Go Josh Allen. Josh Allen, CJ Stroud, and. Wyoming. Yep, let me see. It's my last. You're putting CJ Stroud in the top five already? Yep, he's number five. Yep. Okay, number four four is Lamar. Yeah, I'm going to go Lamar with four. But I'm going to actually put Lamar Lamar above Josh Allen. You're going to put Jamar. So you got. We got Texas Tech, not a big football school. We got Lamar Jackson, Louisville, not a big football school. Josh Allen, Wyoming, not a big football school. You know, obviously, C.J. Stroud is the first Ohio State quarterback to, you know, be probably in anyone's top five, right? Obviously, Joe Burrow started there. And then you look at Joe Burrow and the talent that he had on the LSU team, I think I probably could have had a pretty good season as their quarterback, right? So, my theory and a theory of a friend of mine has said that like a lot of these great, great quarterbacks, and this is not all of them. This is not like a science to this, but a lot of them come from not big schools because they don't have all the talent and they have to just be good quarterbacks and make guys better. Right. You know, the LSUs, your Ohio States always recruit, always get five star, always get, uh, he did not start at OSU. No, he maybe like started a game, but he was he was not the starter there. He was third string, and that's and then he he's oh he started yeah he started at Ohio State. He start okay. That's where I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I do that. But uh, he, yeah, he couldn't start, and then it went to LSU, and it worked out. But what I'm saying is that a lot of these great quarterbacks, more recently, have come from not predominantly super high powered schools. And they have to do with what they get, and they're not getting consistent five-star talent like these bigger schools do. There's always, you know, your CJ Strouds and your Joe Burrows and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, 
So that's why so I'm talking about Caleb, Caleb Williams. Big school, right? Oklahoma, USC. Jaden Daniels, Arizona State. Couldn't hack it there. Went to LSU. Yeah, had had a couple good seasons, but also had a ridiculous good. You know, he was a fourth round draft. He was a fourth round grade before this year. And then he's a you know he's a top five pick. You got neighbors. You got you got some studs. Um, and uh, Jason Bean, um, KU. Uh, that Jason Bean will be a sixth or seventh round pick, if that. Most likely to go undrafted, but I think he could slip in depending on how he does at the combine. Sixth or seventh round. He's he, he's a good. He's a good backup, I think. For those, for those listening to the audio, the question was, "What are your thoughts on Jason Bean from KU in the draft?" Yeah, he he did some. He did, you know, he he came in and and, and played good for KU this year uh, when uh, their starter was down. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think he'd be a sixth or seventh rounder. Uh, he's not going to be a you know a day one or day two pick. I could, depending on what he does on the co- at the combine, I think a you know a day three pick potentially. Yeah. So, uh, and I don't think I actually gave you a direct answer there. I am also going to say that they should just roll with uh, Fields for one more year. Let somebody pay a, a, a king's ransom for Caleb Williams. Exactly. Um, Build. You give him the talent with you know Cole commit like a Marvin Harrison Jr. DJ Moore. Uh, you know, amongst getting get the defenses improving, get him a good you know improve the offensive line as well. They have all this cap space. Things can change, and. Um, no one's a guarantee, and I know everyone's like Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams. I just, I don't buy it, and I could be completely wrong. And if I am, I am. But yeah, I'd roll with Fields. So I, I don't buy it uh, as well, um, and I'm definitely not a Justin Fields believer. But I think it's worth it on the rookie contract to give him the one more shot, and like you said, kind of stack the offense even more. Um, and then if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I think what teams are so afraid of is that how many of them are, you know. The the, uh, the GMs, the present, the past ones, I think it was uh, Mike Mayock who was with the Raiders said that you always remember the ones you missed on, not so much the ones you hit. And so all these teams that passed on, you know, because when was Pat Mahomes picked? 13th, 15th? He's picked 10th. 10th, double digit. I think it was double digit something. But anyways, um, all those teams, you know, the nine teams ahead are uh, kicking themselves for missing out on that one. And so everyone's just terrified of joining those ranks of guys that have missed out on those top quarterbacks. So – you know, the, the Caleb Williams sweepstakes and you get all upset and, and, and everyone gets all excited about it. But each year there's a different sweepstakes for another guy. It was Bryce Young. And then it was, you know, it was Joe Burrow, it was Trevor Lawrence, it was all these guys. And a, a lot of those first round picks are panning out. And then a lot of them are. Um, I think just somebody the other day mentioned, you know, like Josh Rosen, he was not, a, he wasn't a number one overall, but he was like ninth. I don't even know if the guy's in the league anymore. No, he's um, not. No, he's the second Yeah. Coming. So, and he was terrible. Um, one year. So that's just something yeah, Arizona I picked him 10th and then got Kyler Murray the next year. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. They made nine mistakes ahead of me. Yeah, sure enough. Um, but yeah, so I don't, um, I, I would just keep amassing the picks and like Ryan Poles, the GM of the bears just in an amazing position right now. And I think he's just continued. He could just have multiple first round picks every year for the next five years. If he just keeps, keep cycling this way he's doing he's doing a great job and he came into a nice situation in, in the first and, place and what that and what that allows you to do here right they don't draft caleb williams they get a ransom for someone to go up to one they have accumulated all these picks so next year you know when quinn ewers comes out some of these other guys um jalen milrow i don't think he's gonna be a number one pick but 
some of these guys coming out next year, you're going to have all those picks. Miller to be a low, low first, early second. Oh, first, yeah, Jalen Miller. It's probably it depends on the it depends on the class. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, Quinn Shadur Sanders. You know, Quinn Ewers, Shadur Sanders will be the top quarterbacks. That's be a whole other thing, yeah. And that's and that's a whole other discussion for you know next year. But you're gonna accumulate all those picks. Maybe go with one of those guys. I just don't think Caleb Williams is the one, and get all those picks because I think Washington would potentially trade up to have that franchise guy from the area. But again, we're we get we're, yeah, we're getting we're going out on so a tangent here. Well, it's it, there's so much to there's so we're much. Twenty five minutes then, into this, dude, it's like we're just we're just we have no direction. We're just all over the place right now. But it's you know this is this is what happens. This is draft um, season, man. This is draft and season. And then so and well, we're, it's not the Caleb Williams podcast, but on the the flip side of things too, one of the topics that I'm more interested in is that he's going into the draft without an agent. Um, so we know the pitfalls of that. Uh, Lamar Jackson did it without one. Um, he fell to thirty two. That could also be for a number of reasons. There were there were prominent analyst saying he should be a wide receiver or running back um, despite him winning the Heisman and all this stuff. So it kind of makes sense based on the personality, but it gives, I don't, I can't say what uh, kind of impression it gives teams, but it gives the general public the idea like, well, I know better and I can do it myself and I don't need to pay them. The kid's already a millionaire with NIL. Um, so saving the one and a half percent, cause it's not three anymore. It's, it's peanuts. Well, not peanuts on a contract like that, but it's not three. It's not five percent. Somewhere between one and a half and three. I don't remember what it is exactly, but it just gives the impression that I know better. I'm going to do it my way. Like I would love to be a fly on the wall for those combine interviews with him, man, because they are going to be something else. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I didn't know if you had any thoughts when you saw that that he wasn't he wasn't going to have an agent. I. You know what? I. I think once you're established in the NFL and you've got a, you know, something to go on. Uh, then yeah, that's okay to maybe not have an agent, but there's a lot of bullshit and legal paperwork and stuff that you have to read and, and consider that uh, that's just, especially when you're going through this draft process, why you'd put yourself in that position is just ridiculous to me, but. Right. When he has more than enough to worry about with uh, yeah. media, media requests and, and sponsorships and all that con- and all the trips he's going to have to take. And I think it's just nice to have someone on your shoulder to mm-hmm. negotiate a lot of that. So it just kind of, it, but I expect it. You know, I'm not surprised uh, that not he's, not, he's not got representation. Um, and I'm this is just like my my side thing. I'm becoming like obsessed with the idea that th- that Caleb Williams is Bo Callahan from Draft Day. This is all <laughs> turning out that way. Did did any of your did any of your teammates come to your birthday party? That's going to be the question asked at the combine. Someone from any sport, any team at at the combine, please ask him that. I'll, I don't know. We'll just make my. Day. Well, 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 we but, can send that as a request to the to to Ryan Poles. There we go. Yeah, please just just ask Nick. That and commanders. The, yeah, yeah. Um, but so as we as we wind down, so we're gonna do a pre combine show before because um, I mean the combine technically starts the twenty seventh, I believe. It's, it um, starts so on a Sunday. Yeah, so that's I mean that's coming right up. Um, but let's just let's solidify because you and I, like I'm starting to watch film highlights or both combo of the two. Um, I know you you get into the draft stuff in the college ball way before I do. But what is your? I mean, I'll spell it out, and I, I think I've been clear since my season already seemed to be over. Is that the first round pick for me? It has to be a quarterback, and I have my eye on one in particular. We're, we're not going to go to the players. What's the position group that you want the? chiefs to target and who and what are you going to be looking for like at the at the combine is there anyone in particular uh you know i think there's going to be a lot of guys at the combine obviously most people are 
saying the Chiefs are going to go um, the wide receiver route. Uh, which every I, mock draft I've seen is yeah, has every mock draft receiver. has him. So I'm I'm pretty sure that the Chiefs will go first round. But you know, in beach we trust, right? If you see someone who falls, that's going to be a good you know uh, position player on some other end of the field. Uh, he'll he'll go that way. Um, so I guess for me, it would be Donnie Mitchell from Texas. Uh, Franklin from Oregon, who reminds me a lot of a DK Metcalf, who we missed out on for for Nicole Hardman, who obviously scored the game winning touchdown at the uh, at the Super Bowl in the Raiders Stadium, and um, uh, Keon Coleman uh, from Florida State, who I want him to prove something to me because I, I think he, I mean, he's got the size and agility. Uh, I just want to see if he's got the upstairs and, and has, mm-hmm. there's been so many guys that have come in the league that have just had unbelievable God given talent, things that you cannot teach speed, things like that. Um, and just gifted hands, but they're just not mentally prepared for Kadarius rigor. Tony. Kadarius Tony, right? Yeah. Kadarius Tony is a perfect example uh, of just, you know, the, the t- times have changed, right? I don't want, I mean, I'm 37, six, so I'm not like super old, but like the the social media and everything like that aspect of things, which obviously we have to do for this podcast, but it just like unfollowing and following teams and just the stupid stuff that happens with social media. You have to just find the right character guys to bring into your building that are not about that or about winning and trying to just get Super Bowls and be the best they can be. Patrick Mahomes won with essentially Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey, MVS. I mean, Justin, a guy's just uh, – a ragtag group of guys minus Rice and and, and Kelsey and Pacheco. But you did last um, year too. Oh we did last year too, which is inc- which is just in- ridiculous. But I like to see him get a uh, um, a wide receiver that is a little bit bigger in stature, can stretch the field, has got speed, um, has got size, and just give him another target, give him another weapon. So I'm, I'm yeah. looking I'm looking for the receiver group the most. See how these guys run and everything. Obviously, it's just a you know, everyone's in their gym shorts and it, there's, there's, yeah. I mean, it, it's fun to watch it, but it's, it's like, who's going to bring the, co- who's going to break the combine record. Who's going to get the most pushups. Who's going to have the highest vert, you know, all that stuff, all that stuff's important because it does translate to something, but I'm looking at those get like the guys I mentioned, Franklin, uh, Mitchell from Texas, uh, Franklin from Oregon, Mitchell from Texas and Coleman from Florida state. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at those guys, yeah, uh, lad, lad McConsky, uh, who's from Georgia, uh, you know, he would be cool. He kind of reminds me of like a Edelman, Wes Welker, or just a kind of do everything guy. Uh, so we'll see. But it, the combine will be fun, and I'll come out with my uh, RTK top fifty draft board post combine, and that's just going to be my top fifty players, not necessarily where they're going, all that, but just who I think are going to be the top fifty players in the draft. Yeah, our, our mock drafts are really going to start to fall after free agency kicks off. That's going to be, be the, the big one. So and, and like I said, so I'm obviously looking towards the quarterbacks. That's kind of been the that's kind of been the topic of conversation in the general media. Like Antonio Pierce has made it kind of clear that he is looking towards um, a quarterback. He's which I don't know if I really recommend. He said, worst case scenario, we roll out Aiden O'Connell. I don't know how that's going to help for the rookies confidence. I didn't really like that he said that. Um, but I think that, yeah, we do need to take a swing on a quarterback. I wonder if that's, if maybe we're not, and that's why Cliff Kingsbury decided not to to stay with the Raiders or maybe the commanders 
gave him a plan that he liked better. I, I don't know what, what it is. Um, and all that's going to come, but really what I'm looking for is I'm tracking a lot more on this bears nonsense because that affects how things roll. Like it's probably better for me if they stick with Justin Fields and trade out of that pick. Um, as far as, as a Raiders fan goes, um, I do want them to select a quarterback, but I also, if they're going to trade the farm to move up, it's got to be the right guy. So my, I won't celebrate just if a quarterback selected, it's going to have to be the right one. And I'm, I'm going to say one thing and we can cut this after this and it's about the draft and it's about uh, a team. That's also very important in this draft because it's the number three pick it's number three pick. It's the new England Patriots. So I listen to a lot of like, you know, mad dog radio, a lot of NFL radio <clears throat> and someone got on there and um, I believe it was Adam Kaufman. Who's like a, uh, uh, a guy up in the Boston area who does sports talk radio. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, quarterback, this and that. The Patriots have like no talent on their roster. Uh, bringing in a quarterback for them, you're going to see something extremely similar to what I think Carolina had this year in Bryce Young and just not a lot of talent. Uh, I don't think that's right for this is not a, something that I think will change immediately. I think what the Patriots should do in that case is uh, either you're going to like you're going to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. trade out of the pick, accumulate more talent. Uh, but I think that three that number three pick, depending on the Bears, because my gut tells me they're going to end up taking Caleb Williams and probably trading Fields to like Atlanta or somebody like that, and not for a first round pick, but. Um, if that happens, I think the Patriots control it more than most people realize because I just don't think they're talented enough now to draft a quarterback and just put them in a really terrible situation. They have so many holes to fill uh, that I don't think that would be smart for them. Nope, I, I agree. And, um, you know, there's been some projections that it would cost three first rounds for us to swap picks with the Patriots. I'm all for it. Two years ago, I would have said no. Um, but I, I'm all for it now. So that that's, that's a great point though. But like in, and that's also a point that I wanted to bring up when we talked about um, Caleb Williams's effect on the locker room. I just saw a thing that said Bailey's app. He said he couldn't even study in the quarterback room sometimes because of how hostile it was in that room with Mac Jones. So it sounds like he is definitely not a part of their future. Bailey's app. seems like a nice kid. Um, so clearly there, there's a lot of turmoil going on there and that could be obviously a part of, Belichick, like not talking to Mac Jones and all that kind of stuff. So the Patriots have a lot of moves to make, but I think that's um, that's a great point to bring up because on paper it might look like, well, they need a quarterback. Who do they have? Mac Jones isn't working out. Bailey Zappi's a low pick and he's not great. But like you said, it might be better to, to accumulate picks and build up in other areas of the, of the team. But um, we're going to get into a pre-combine episode that's actually just going to come in the next couple of days. Coach and I are going to go over our top three pros prospects that we want to watch some guys that we think are going to be um, big names that are, are really going to make a splash down there in Indy. We were planning to go this year, some scheduling conflicts, of course, on my end uh, prohibited that, but we're going to, I know, sorry, coach. Oh, <laughs> we'll make it, we'll make it one of these years. You're family, man, dude. I'm just, I'm a lone wolf out there. Yeah. But you know, this wolf. is a team, this is a team, a team, it's uh, a team effort, man. That's why we'll, we'll, we'll team up in Detroit. And that's, that's ultimately what we decide is like, man, we got to be there for the draft, dude. That's, that's our thing yeah. now. Right, especially, but you got to like put me on a leash or something because if it doesn't go the right way, I'm gonna I'm gonna go jumping off something. So might be like a into a kitty pool. Just, just walk gonna, the I'm kid gonna jump. and just don't come back. Uh, they don't have football there, so that'll be fine. CFL, CFL, baby. Yeah. 
Oh, and since uh, we haven't done this in a minute, um, we are going to do our Jackson Mahomes Award of Excellence. And uh, mine is uh, you kind of brought a little light on it earlier. We talked about him. It's Justin Fields, Jackson Mahomes Award of Excellence for unfollowing the Bears on social media. He went on the uh, St. Brown Brothers podcast and mentioned that he unfollowed the Bears um, because of all the offseason talk and he doesn't want to deal with it. And he unfollowed the NFL as well. It doesn't mean he doesn't want to play in Chicago. This is very indicative of his maturity level. I think that you are the leader of your team. Think about all the the free agents, the low draft picks, the guys that are just hoping to maintain their position in the NFL, let alone with the Bears. Do you think that they are just, I'm just going to unfollow and make this big thing that I know is going to cause a ripple of social media and, and be the topic of conversation? No, they're just trying to maintain their job. But you as the leader can't follow your own team on social media. Like this is just, I don't know if it's the generational thing or it is what it is, but I think this is just nonsense. You knew it was going to be a huge talking point. You knew everyone was going to draw attention to it and screenshot that you don't follow them. Um, not helping your case. Other people are going to interpret it differently. Um, and although I'll tell you, my second, my second front runner for this award was going to be Micah Parsons, but I'll leave that for another day. So Justin Fields, my Jackson Mahomes Award winner of excellence for this week. Coach, who do you have? I'm actually giving the award to Jackson Mahomes. Oh, you are a good thing. So yeah, during the during the uh, the parade incident, he was uh, he was he was with a kid who lost his parents. Uh, according to everyone around him, he was super cool. It was very comforting to the child, uh, and it was actually being a decent person. So that's that's good to see. Not something. So it's not ironic this time. So it's not ironic. No, it's actually befitting of the Jackson Mahomes Award of Excellence. So props to Jackson for for being a stand up guy, trying to help a kid through a tough time and helping him find his parents, uh, and in an extremely chaotic situation, and not boasting about it on social media or recording it for Instagram or anything like that. So props to him for showing some maturity and and, and being a stand up guy. So props to you, Jackson. Wait, so do we have to change the award name now? To the Mika Parsons Award of Excellence. Oh yeah. I mean I think we should just I think the I think the award almost should just be indicative of just someone who's been, you know, uh, kind of a a douche for lack of a better term that week. So just change it by the name and, and we'll we might have to change it by the name. I don't know. Jack- Jackson will do something to to get the Jackson Mahomes Award of Excellence back. That's yeah, fair. we might. We'll, we'll have to. We'll have to brainstorm. Leave, leave us your. Leave, leave us your ideas. All right, that's fair enough. Minutes. All right, so uh, we're going to take off for tonight, um, but we wanted to get a post Super Bowl, pre combine, pre everything else show on right now um, for all of you. So we're going to get a big time combine episode. Coach is coming out with his um, big board. It's going to get us his top fifty players that are entering um, the draft. And uh, it's going to be really exciting. Uh, I'm going to continue to annoy everyone with my Jaden Daniels posts and videos and highlights. And, you know, and yeah, we appreciate that. And I think it'd be cool also if everyone, you know, that listens, if they want to submit their own personal mock drafts, uh, send them in. I'd love love to see mock drafts. Yeah, we love mock drafts. Especially you have the Raiders trading up. Yeah. Trading up and yeah, just send those in and we can go over them and, and give you a shout out on air and uh, yeah, it'd be fun. Just make them, make yeah. them reasonable, <laughs> please. Yeah. But whatever, uh, 
either the most offensive or the most interesting mock drafts. We'll definitely break them down live on our, uh, our future show. So everyone that's listening, do that. Post on any of our socials, Facebook, Twitter, uh, et cetera. Aaron Jensen, thanks for the show. No, Aaron, thank you for listening. Thank you, bro. Thanks, dog. All right. That's it. Peace out. Thank you.